Hey everyone, and welcome to The Rational Republican, a podcast where we look at complex issues facing us here in Oregon and around the nation. We'll try to address issues from a nonpartisan perspective and view our disagreements through a lens of respect rather than tribalism or divisiveness. I'm James Ball. This is Nick Perlosky. Hey listeners, how we doing? Today's podcast is brought to you by ProLift Garage Doors. ProLift is your one-stop shop for residential and small commercial garage doors from openers, springs, and rollers to full reinstalls. They offer same-day service on all garage door repairs with no extra charge for evenings or weekends. Serving the greater Portland metro area, call today and set up your free estimate at 503-558-6349 or at proliftdoors.com slash Portland. Again, that's 503 558 6349 or slash Portland. On this episode of the podcast, we welcome back friend of the pod, Mr. Jeff Stone. And we are actually taking a break from your regular scheduled politics podcast to talk sports. So, Jeff, welcome back. Glad to be here. I do. I want to get a little bit into the politics of it too, but we'll save well, that for I'm the, sure we'll the episode. There. But yeah. I was going to, yeah. There have been there's been discussion. So anyway, what, what we're what we're talking about today, if you didn't read the title of the episode, is the the downfall of the Pac-12 conference. And how did we get here? How is it now going to be the Pac-4? What do we think is going to happen? If uh, it's the Pac-4, the politics of yeah, I mean, who knows what it's going to be? But we'll, I have well, we can I have ideas about that. On that. So um, anyway, Jeff, what, why don't you take it away and maybe just. Give high level overview of what what happened. I'm sure people have read the news, but and I was going to say just as a quick disclaimer, we should note that we are recording on August 30th, Wednesday, August 30th. So as of now, Oregon and Washington have left. Cal and Stanford have not, though they are in talks with the ACC. They had nothing is uh, officially official yet. Gosh, the athletic, the uh, Atlantic Conference. Yes. <laughs> well, and that's that dude. Like that's when you you're right. talking about rats off a sinking ship, and it's just yeah. like, look, if you guys. Because this this has kind of been my hope is that the Pac-12 could kind of rebuild with some of the Boise State was one of the ones I was hope that he could kind of rebuild this conference in the aggregate and still have a Pac-12 because then I you know it's good news for the Beavers you can just go through and so we're gonna have the Pac-2 with uh, Oregon State and Washington, and Washington State just, just playing twelve games against each other I apparently on, yeah. on Pluto TV <laughs> <laughs> seriously yeah that's that's the other whole other business but but anyway or, or it could be Red Box you know two days later. <laughs> <laughs> Pay the dollar to go rent the That's TV right. and watch the game. <laughs> All right. Anyway, but a- anyway, so 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 what has happened? How do, where are we? How do we get here? Well, like like any tragedy, Greek tragedy. I mean, I, I actually feel I feel this is gross. First mm. of all, it was all avoidable. It, there were signs. 13, 15 years ago that this age of a super conference was going to come. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, Texas and Oklahoma were going to come in in 2010. The big hook, uh, the big hink was the Texas, the Longhorn Network. Longhorn Network. And they did not want to give away any of their revenue for that. If you think now, uh, that's how the pie is being divided now. I mean, everybody's going to have a higher slice, and there's also the uh, the rights part of the whole thing. The, pa- the Big 12 was going to die. Hmm. And Larry Scott, the Pac-12 commissioner, said, eh, no thanks. Hmm. And that was a sign 
right there and that there was supposed to be a direct TV deal, which fell through. Uh, and then they went with the Pac-12 network, uh, which was a long contract. Mm-hmm. While everybody else was able to renegotiate their contracts and get more favorable get terms. More money, yeah. And so at that time, USC was really starting to go, you know, we're the big fish, even though we haven't been good in a long time. The California market is supreme. Um, they wanted a higher right, you know, higher share. And the Pac-12 presidents at the time said, tough. Mm-hmm. And so they backed off. But this has been a long time coming. And so, so, I, I, so I was just going to say it, it, it is for whatever informational purposes. Also, if there's not anybody who doesn't listen to the podcast frequently, there's people are already going to know this. I'm a Beaver fan. James, you're a Duck fan. And mm-hmm. Jeff, you're also a Duck fan, which we're going to get into later on. And on the day that this came out, it was a Friday. And I was – Talking to a buddy of mine who's also a very big Duck fan, and I'm I'm certainly not at the level of vitriol where I'm going to get upset at the Ducks. They, they, they more money was on the table. You well, have the opportunity to play in a better conference. Let's, let's back up. And he said one of the things that you got to remember, Nick, and I who went to undergrad at the University of Texas, he said that the first domino to fall was the University of Texas. Texas was going to come into the Pac-12. We were going to be the super conference. And then Texas at the 11th hour pulled the plug and said, no, we're going to end up with our own TV deal, which again at the time looked like a wonderful idea. And now, I, now that they've you know, Longhorn Network is dead. Now they're moving into the SEC. Pac-12 is dead or dying, and so it's it's, it's one of it's those. Dead. It's yeah, and it's it's so it. This is very frustrating as a Beaver fan because we just put together this really great season. We have a we could be there. There's a path to for the Beavers to go 12 and 0, win out. Pac-12 champions. You just screwed them <laughs> right there. And there's Beaver fans. It. And it, everything's Dude, just just no. hanging over. Realistic, and yeah, and now all no, of a sudden, good. now there's so two teams in the we're, we're getting way into the weeds yeah. before we like actually describe <laughs> yeah. what happened. So it was what a, a year ago that USC and UCLA decided they were moving to the to the Big Twelve. Was uh, that Big right? Ten? Big Ten. Was it the Big Ten? Or? Well, it's oh, the okay. Big Forty Six. Well, right, <laughs> they're now. So, so but we're Ohio State and everybody right. resides. But this year, now it's Oregon and Washington going to. The Big Ten, and now it's the Big after, Eighteen. Yeah, and they went after Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah, Col- and Utah, Colorado. Utah, and Colorado was first. Yeah, they went to the Big Twelve. Okay, Big Twelve so was also got that massively expanded. So, if you're Stanford or Cal, I mean, they're they're really kind of the forgotten children in all this. But the, mm-hmm. who I really, as a longtime Duck fan, as we were talking pre. Recording. This is my fifty-first year at Autzen Stadium. Yeah, and I grew up with the love of the Pac-8. Mm-hmm. Then we brought in Arizona and Arizona State in nineteen seventy-eight, and in uh, gosh, it was two thousand eleven. We brought in Utah and Colorado to become the twelve, and then this year, you know, there is an end date to the Pac-12 as it currently is mm-hmm. structured. Yeah. Now I feel I felt gross. Honestly, we'll get into you know deeper seated feelings, but the Pacific <laughs> Northwest has always held a certain love. I, college football was my first love, mm-hmm. and we never, as a family, we never rooted against the Beavers except for when they played the Ducks. It said so right. well, yeah. Um, right. We love the Cougars. I mean, have you met someone that's gone to Washington State you didn't like? No, absolutely my, not. My, <laughs> great, my youngest daughter program. Carolyn's a senior there. Yeah, yeah. and. Yeah. But who do we hate? 
Washington. Washington. <laughs> <laughs> on it's that, a, we all agree. <laughs> we all agree. They build bridges, not walls on hate. And, and so, you know, a lot of how we measured ourselves, you know, as a conference, you know, USC was good for so long, mm-hmm. right? Really the standard bearer. You know, the Heisman Trophy candidates who can't recruit to Southern California. Yeah. Uh, and then you had Stanford and Oregon kind of go back and forth. Oregon's brand, this is all comes into brand awareness that drove mm-hmm. a lot of this movement. And then now you have <clears throat> the Huskies who are really good. I love the fact that they went 0-12, Oregon State, Washington State, Oregon. Never went 0 and 12. You just want that on the record. 2008, Kyle Winningham, not Kyle Winningham. Let's uh, run that year back. Yeah, yeah we're just going to, we're going to do that again. Uh, but that kind of, to think about sweeping the Northwest schools was, was precious. Mm-hmm. And so when this all happened, is there going to be a civil war? You know, is it going to be like the Holy War with BYU and uh, and uh, Utah, mm-hmm. or is it going to be like the Red River Shootout? I still call it by its their original name. Yes, sir. That's the way um, to do it. Texas and Oklahoma, mm-hmm. uh, and then you have Colorado and Colorado State who play, right? So my hope is that the Civil War continues and the Apple Cup. Mm-hmm. Continues in Apple some Cup's another one, yeah, some form or fashion, and then if Oregon and Washington State can. You know, manage to get together every couple of years. That that'd be terrific. Well, we kind of alluded to it earlier, but it sounds like this whole thing is based on media rights. You're talking yes. about the Longhorn Network, which I guess has I don't pay attention to Texas. Sorry, um, has your loss are basically basically <laughs> defunct now. Yep. And the Pac-12 Network. I mean, well, if there's no Pac-12, there's probably no Pac-12 Network yeah, either. No Pac-12 but, Network. Yeah. Um, you know, this is a, this is kind of a, a trend I've seen in not just college sports, but in sports. Other places where that like sort of more niche, you know, not NFL type, but you know the Blazers do this, and the the I don't I don't know if the Timbers do it, but um, where they sell their media rights to the highest bidder, regardless of how that looks or what that looks like, and then the media rights, the person who overpaid for their media rights puts them behind a paywall, and you got to pay whatever it is. I mean, the Pac-12 Network was impossible to watch. For a long time, you cannot flip on the TV and watch a Blazers game. You have to have some specialized version of Comcast Sports Northwest, which is, you know, the only place you can possibly watch Blazers. Um, the other one that just happened was the World Series of Poker, which I pay attention to. And it got bought out. And it, it had been streamed on ESPN, got bought out by uh, PokerGo.com. And so they would stream two hours of it on YouTube and then they would flip it over to their $8 a month service. And it's not good for the sport it's not good for the casual fans who are not going to go dig through all this to find it um but it seems like this is kind of what happened with the pac-12 is they sold their rights to apple right which was a streaming base they, they, they tried or they tried that okay it, seemed it, like it that was, was the messy the... contract okay. so messy uh would get paid and then for all the subscriptions that would be right but it was streaming only and you had to have apple right. tv and that's the one thing i don't have right <laughs> my wife complains bitterly about my cable bill. Mm. And I said, I will not do without college football. And I, I want, I, and if, if it ever did the blue circle of death mm. during an organ game, mm. I would, ha- I would have, I would hemorrhage in my head. <laughs> Apoplectic. Yeah. I, no, <laughs> oh. absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, you, you talk about the, the rights. You talk about the rights into a conference. You also talk about the media rights. Mm-hmm. Just like money in politics. 
money and college football has a similar path. Mm-hmm. And really, college football now is pro football with a campus. Yeah. And, and, and you don't pay the players. Well, Although, I mean, I now, they now, have now, the NIL money. Now you with can, NIL, but still, that's a little, still a little wild, wild west uh, uh, with yeah. all that. And look, I, and there's a whole bunch of things that are broken um, about sports and collegiate sports. I mean, especially if you're having the pretense of having a volleyball team going to New Jersey to play Rutgers. Right. On a Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's dispense with what, you know, collegiate athletes that's are. A good I mean, point. It's, it's driven by football, which it, it is. Look, right. if you're the king, the money is, act yeah. like the king. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, and the, the, we could do a whole nother episode on transfer portal and all the different Dude, How many I'm, different I'm your, players have played I'm with your all guy. the time. And it's just like that that it's a whole the 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 monetization of college athletes. I mean, it, it, it's always been a money thing. I'm sure if you guys watched the Johnny Manziel documentary, and it's just he was five years ahead of the time, but there like you say, it's you know, it's like water on a hot asphalt day. It's like it's just gonna find its way through. Like there's always gonna be money to be made. And now we've got this point. So that so I alluded earlier to the there's two kind of politics things that I kind of wanted to get into. One of the things was you know the the idea that I'd seen floating around the internet of saying let's just you know say screw it let's just completely get rid of conferences altogether and let's just do basically what English soccer does and let's just have promotion and relegation you just have five mm. tiers because there's basically tiers of college football right, right now yeah, if, yeah, you, yeah. if I mean week one and you see uh, Florida State is playing Clemson that's going to be a pretty good game you see yeah. Alabama's playing LSU you're like even if you're not a fan you didn't go to one of those schools like you're going to tune in because that's going to be a good game if you see that BYU is playing the University of Montana, go Grizz, like, that's not really something <laughs> you're going to get up for. That's just, it's like, hey, maybe if I'm flipping through channels, I'll watch it or whatever. But you have 12 or 15 of the top teams in the country. If sure. I said any one of those teams is going to be the national champion this year, you'd be like, yeah, I could see it. I mm-hmm. could see Oregon. I could see Texas. I could see Alabama, Auburn as a national championship. Then there's like a second tier. Why don't we just, you know, the best four out of the second tier gets to move up to the top tier and the worst, you know, if the worst Michigan goes yeah, eight and four this year, let's just, yeah. Rutgers should have to play in. I, I think just <laughs> no, perennially. I know. I, no, I just, I, I, I think by the time that you, your, both of your children are adults, I think that that's where it's going to be. I think it's going to shake out that way. I think they should have just taken the Power Five and just divorced it from everybody else, created the super conferences, and just said, "Okay, there's a 12 team playoff. Go." So, what's the what is the value add of conferences anyway, other than negotiating media deals? Regionalism was the old trot. It was the it was the, yeah. it was it was the most. They, they sick- used to be more regional. It you, was the you Southeast bet. Conference and the Athletic Con- or the Atlantic Conference and the Pac-12 Conference. Yeah, and so you you could identify. I mean, you could literally watch football from east to west. Yeah, right, all day long. In the West, we are blessed because I could get up early and I can drink until 10 (laughs) o'clock at night (laughs) and it is fantastic. Yep. Um, But the whole right – the rights part, I mean, some of it is that some universities, the Pac-12 became antiquated because they are snooty. Hmm. We are – we are – we are the highest of the highest education and so, you know, Texas (laughs) could get in, right, because they're they're a good school. Uh, Baylor has a little bit of a, you know – 
you know, killing their athletes and, you know, sexual assaults. <laughs> a little, some you know, iffy stuff there. Plus, you're still stuck <laughs> in Waco. You're still but, stuck in Waco. If anybody spent any time in Waco, Waco, yeah. Yes. I'm sorry I, about that. That, that, was a lay, that was a layup just yeah. for you. Um, so, the Pac-12 got snooty. And so, if you remember, after USC and UCLA decided to leave, there mm-hmm. were rumors about San Diego State coming into the conference because mm-hmm. they didn't want to lose that market. Right. The They have a rights – deal with the Mountain West that they would have to pay $30 million to get out, to get out just to, cons- to apply to go to whatever was going to be left of the Pac-12. Hmm. But that should – so there's a way for or- – uh, we can get into this later, but how the new Pac can exist without having to pay $30 million. I mean, that, that gets into political decisions. I mean, it's all about presidents right. who are pretty insular. Yeah. You know, in their little castles, making these decisions when this is a business transaction. Yeah. And this is all about – this is about raw politics of the first order for college football. <laughs> I, I remember reading something about a, an idea floating around that maybe the legislature could get involved here and step in or do something. And I was like, what? <laughs> so, I it's, it's that was the second thing I was going to bring up, honestly, yeah. because I, I had said, it, it, would there be a role for, for the actual government to, to jump in and do this? And I, I, we, my wife and I had dinner with her parents a week and a half ago, and I mentioned that same thing to her mother, who is a, she's an independent, but she's a left-leaning independent. And she said, I wouldn't trust the government to do that. And I said, okay, wow. So, that's, <laughs> I, I, every single Republican I know is going to say that same thing. Mm-hmm. And if you're, you know, a third or half the Democratic Party is also going to say, yeah, I wouldn't trust the government to, to, you know, finagle this. Then it's like, well, who who can be the arbiter to get to, well, what, to, to what get this right? Because what we have right now is not right. What would they even do? That's that's my question. I mean, this is this is a, a agreement between two parties. It's business. And I know there's it's it's politics of of university presidents and, and whatever, but it. It's a business transaction. What is the government even going to do besides besides screw it up, right? Or or try to be an arbiter and but they would be have it would be non binding. No one would agree to an, a binding arbitration with the with the legislature. The the, the public financing of institutions is the only way oh, they sure. can get at it. However, let's be serious. The college athletics have their own budget. Yeah, they have, they, they actually pay. For all the other sports mm-hmm. uh, to be conducted, I think the greatest exposure is Football not, is not, is, not yeah. is not the legislature. Who I don't want insert representative here, yeah. Republican or Democrat, saying, "Oh, this is the best Come thing down, for the University of Oregon yeah. or Oregon State." Right? You know, I don't give you ten dollars. <laughs> right? I don't. I don't contribute to the biology department. I contribute to the University of Oregon athletic fund. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. So let's be real. The, the where the exposure is is Title IX. Okay. So that's where you're showing an undue burden on on female sports going from Eugene to Rut to New Jersey right. on a Wednesday on a weekday. And is that treating everybody fairly? Well, I think and, that you still have to deal with that yeah, with men's so. basketball and, you know, the men's sports. I want to go to Indiana. I want to go to Indiana. Apart from seeing the great football games that will come from this, you know. <laughs> well, that's not I mean. We don't the want annual to Ohio State-Oregon game would be. <gasps> and we, uh, we anyway. can also talk about who I – the fan bases in that. Right. Oh, that, that would be – that I, that I absolutely detest. Yeah. <laughs> and love. 
Sure. Anyway. Both. Well, and I, I think at on a thirty thousand foot view, I think that is one of the things is like everybody's just like you can't manufacture new rivalries, and it's like, buddy, you ever been drunk on a Saturday <laughs> watching a Penn State Ohio State game? You can absolutely. I can show up to any college bar in all here through you know Portland's a transient city. We have there are I've been to Penn State bars. You could go to Michigan bars. You could go to universe. I've been to University of Texas bars. If you just show up and you get in you. Get let yourself get three beers by the end of that first quarter. You're going to be a diehard fan of that team. You're going to manufacture some rivalries pretty mm-hmm. quickly. That's that's absolutely the way you can go. But that's for me. That's my worry is is that's at what cost. And we just we lost Texas Texas A and M, and now it, now it's coming back as we are going to move back into the SEC. Yeah, you're going to hate that. But you're going to get roundhouse. Uh, we'll, sorry, see with our, sorry, we'll see with Arch Manning. We're going to see. Well, yeah, we're going to well, see. That's, we, we do have a mutual friend who's a, who's a big Texas Aggie, and I appreciate yes. him to, gig him, to death. Right? Yeah, gig, gig yeah, him Aggies. God yeah, bless yeah. you. That's all. That's, that's all he knows. Well and good. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I, I'm optimistic about the future. I'm also optimistic about the future of the Pittsburgh Pirates. So maybe I'm just whistling <laughs> past the graveyard. We'll, we'll see I, about that one. I love you, man. So – the whole notion about rivalries. I mean, yeah. Montana and Idaho were in the Pac-8 before Stanford and Cal mm-hmm. were admitted. Mm-hmm. So let's not hold on to a notion that this is a forever thing. The rivalries will deepen and create their own inertia. Right now, does it feel wrong? Yeah, but I, I'll tell you, it's just like anything in this country. In ten years, are going to not remember. Well, I, uh, I and, think yeah, that. except for the old guys. I mean, old schools like me are getting old. Yeah. Right? Well, I think football will survive, like you said. I think it's going to be the other sports that that play more frequent games and games on weeknights that – I mean, if you have a two-week-long road trip to New Jersey and Ohio and Pennsylvania, if you're a basketball team, are you going to come back to Oregon in between those games? No, you're you're just going to stay out there, which means these kids are missing two weeks of class. Um, like the they're the ones who are going to suffer. So that this is, I mean, it's kind of college football driving the train or wagging the dog here. It's 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 bad for everybody else. It is, and just one thing on the financial side before we move on to other topics. I mean, the Oregon State is in real jeopardy. They just mm-hmm. expanded $162 million expansion of research. Yep. That has $45 million in bonds that need to be paid back. They counted on Pac-12 revenue mm-hmm. to pay it. So unless they come up with some conference or get, you know, we there's guilt enough for them to join the Big 12. That's the and I, I, but what I, I mean, people thought about the Mountain West. I mean, that that was the natural thing about melding those two. But you need, you need Cal and Stanford and Oregon State and Washington State. You don't have the big names in the Mountain West. You you don't, but you get the markets. Yeah. So while it's not optimal, what I would because the big payout for San Diego State, as I mentioned earlier, was mm-hmm. a big driver. So what do you do when you don't want to do the payout? You dissolve the Mountain West. Mm-hmm. You dissolve it and then Just you plop it into a Pac West or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And is that a super conference? I mean, well, that is that is I that mean, a sixteen teams? But is that a one that's going to rival the, the Big Ten and the SEC? Just made themselves superior. 
Florida State yeah. will leave They're absolutely the gone. ACC. Yeah. Clemson too. Clemson too. Mm-hmm. And it'll be interesting who gets them, the Big Ten or the SEC. Or the SEC. Yeah. Where hmm. do they kind of fit? And now geography doesn't matter. Well, what about a what about a reverse merger where the the remainder of the Pac-12 joins the Mountain West and they just rename it? Yeah, well, but the pay, that, that, then you then you keep all the contracts with the Mountain West. You don't dissolve those. I think you can get a better TV deal if you dissolve the Mountain West and reset it. Yeah, uh, because the Mountain West does have a TV deal, but it is pennies on the dollar of what. The Pac-12 but what have. a real, yeah, really? not a. I shouldn't say what a real conference gets, but at least what the a, Pac-12 a Power Five, got. yeah, well, Power and the Pac-12 became that the Mountain West of other, you know, yeah. if you're talking about television deals, the Pac-12s was so bad, and Larry Scott, Larry Scott, is the person who killed the Pac-12. Commissioner Larry Scott had all these chances, and then George Klyovkov, whatever his name is. You know, basically, he was the doctor who presumed, who, who said the patient is dead. Yeah, this is the DOA. And his whole, like, messy contract for Apple TV, I go, once I heard Apple was the solution, <laughs> I said, everybody's going to scatter. Yeah. And I don't blame, I don't, I don't blame Oregon. Um, I always blame Washington. But I don't blame, <laughs> blame I don't blame the two of them for looking at what's, because when it became evident yeah. That they were going to be holding the bag on a pack six. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they did what they had to they do. Had to do what they that's had to the do. Th- and that's yeah. if the I I would love to see the the Pac twelve get resurrected. And I'd love to because I mean I talked about this earlier, but we functionally we do have I think it's Premier League and Champions League is the two versions of English football, English soccer, where if you do well in Champions League, you get promoted to Premier League. Mm-hmm. And we we functionally have that now. We have the SEC and the Big Ten, who are the Premier League teams, and then we have the Pac-12 and the Big 12, which are the Champions League teams. And if if I, which is my hope, Oregon State and John Smith and DJ Wagalele and everybody just, you know, kills it this year and continues to, you know, get, get good, good recruits and, you know, have, have really good team, have a bunch of attendance there at Reeser and continues to kind of drive forward that at some point that they would get the invite to one of those power two conferences. And that's, I, this is my thing. Let's, I've seen a lot of Beaver fans who are just, yeah, I, you know, the, the Ducks, I can't believe the Ducks because you're out looking for any excuse to be mad at the Ducks. Right. It's like, if somebody offered us that, I would have been in the Big Ten in a heartbeat if I'm yeah. a Beaver. Like, period, full stop. Yeah, well, so let me go back. I wanted to talk, <laughs> touch on the, the research stadium thing real quick. Yeah. Uh, this is Oregon. I mean, is there any doubt in your mind that they're going to get bailed out if they can't make their payments? I mean, don't think the legislature is going to step in and start, like, making bond payments for them. I mean, that's that's what they do is they no. spend money where they shouldn't. <laughs> no, I, I think Tina Kotek would veto that thing. Really? When you're talking, all, all I can I can do the testimony right now. Yeah, we have mental health problems. We have a fentanyl problem. You want to give forty five million dollars to Oregon State for football? People are dying. That is the amount of and money. That's, and there's the tell the D's are not so. Yeah, $45 million is, is and roughly and the amount of money that Multnomah County has not spent on homelessness, for the record. Yeah, they're going to put the so. homeless in research. <laughs> <laughs> a novel those way sweet, to get Those sweets are uh-huh. plus-up uh-huh. little uh, adventures. Yeah. So, I mean, this is politics now. The yeah. Metro, the metro no. homeless tax. 
that is oh, collecting a hundred million dollars a year. Remember, I was a chief of staff at Metro. Yeah, yeah. They they've given oh. they, the um, Multnomah County has uh, is underspending to the tune of sixty million dollars. They have sixty million dollars of that money that is sitting in the bank that is not earmarked or for or not spent or anything. This why, is how. Why do, you, why do you think that is? Uh, because they. I mean, Jessica Vega Peterson is <laughs> is not incompetent. She she is she's 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 politically wise, but I just think that's like a it's like someone who catches the car yeah. after running after it. And I think it's too, I think it's that? I mean on, my actual opinion. I think it's just too much money. I think um, when you when you do uh, legislature math. Yes, you know yes. you have you have Familiar. ten million dollars <laughs> to something, and you have to earmark four million of four million of that to go to purse payments, and so you really only have six million to spend, and then you got other overhead and whatever. So, but at the end of the day, you really have you know three or four million. But this metro homeless tax, they get all of it. A yes. hundred million dollars is a hundred million dollars. It's not you know fifty percent of that once you take all the haircuts off and all the all the pension payments. This is just straight cash, and I think they didn't. They they did legislature math on real money, and now they have twice as much as they need. That's what I think. I think you're right. So anyway, so I, out of curiosity, what what do we think college football looks like twenty years from now? Because like I don't think it's wholly unrealistic to say it's you know guys who changed planes in Eugene, Oregon, one time and put on <laughs> green shirts, but. If all you're doing is playing in Ann Arbor, Michigan and Columbus, Ohio and Happy Valley, Pennsylvania all the time, there's, you know, you don't necessarily, if you grow up in Oregon and you're a really good football player, you've got exposure to all these other teams. It's not that you, you really want to go be a duck or a beaver or a, God forbid, a husky or a cougar. <laughs> Bless, blessings. But now you've got the, you see, have all this exposure to all these other teams, have all these storied programs that you, you've got the opportunity to go play for. It, 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 clearly, we don't care about the academics anymore. The academics right. are just a – this is a, a anachronistic notion of a bygone era that we fool ourselves into believing that these – at least for so football players. Athletes, that not, Yeah, that they're you know seriously studying for their, their chemistry finals and their calculus finals and right. their government and whatever. And like, their job is to be a football player. Their job yep. is to go out and play football and make millions and millions of dollars for, for their school and their athletic program. And the TV rights that come with it. What's the, I guess, I mean, everybody back to their corners. Like, you know, I'm a Republican. So I'm like, just yeah. go back to what it was 20 years ago. And that's going to be the right solution. <laughs> that's not necessarily the right solution, especially in a, you know, the, we're still August 30th. We're still in the middle of a writer strike for anybody who follows mm -hmm. Hollywood and TV shows and new movies and is waiting for the second season of Severance like I am on hand and foot. And it, it's just not going to happen because everybody's still on strike because so much has changed since the last time a contract came up. We have all these streaming services. We have all this ability to get video on demand. And the world has changed since a lot of these networks started to come into fruition. And there's... I mean, everybody's doing what they think is best for themselves, but maybe not. I mean, clearly, like you said, what's best in the aggregate? Because if you're having to, I, I listen to fantasy football podcasts and somebody made a joke about, oh, if you're a fan of the Cardinals, get a Pac-12 subscription because you want to watch Caleb Smith or uh, Caleb Williams this year at USC because he's going to be your quarterback next year. Mm. But you can't get a Pac-12 network subscription. Like, it's just, it's impossible yeah. to find USC on television. And that's why. And yeah. yeah. And I think well, what I think is going to happen, I think 
Oregon and Washington schools uh, are going to become less relevant. I think that you've got enough population mass in Southern California that USC, UCLA are going to continue to be what they are. Uh, but nationally, your population centers are on the East Coast, Midwest. I mean, your your popu- the population density skews East. And so I think Oregon has a bad year where they go four and eight, and now you can't recruit. And you know when you when you're competing against you know Ohio State's and and these other big blue chip schools for for uh, athletes, I I think you just fade into obscurity until you get regula- relegated out of the conference. I think it doesn't happen to Southern California, but I think Oregon, Oregon State, Washington, Washington State are all. I think they they just lose out long term. I- two ideas could be right at the same time. Right? Sure. So. I agree largely with what, I mean, where the population is. I think that's a large driver in mm-hmm. decisions. I mean, money, politics, money, college football, go where the where the eyes are. Mm-hmm. I You asked the question about what's going to happen in 20 years. I think there'll be another realignment in that time. And newsflash, 20 years from now, Notre Dame finally decides to go to the Big Ten. Hey. <laughs> uh, because... Sorry, sorry, domers. You've been able. You've had this sweet deal with NBC that's going to lose its. I mean, it's going to lose its market share. It's going to lose its eyeballs as regular TV goes mm-hmm. into the past. So it depends on how you view how you're going to get that information. Far more streaming now, and I remember I'm a luddite, so I. All these streaming services, I get nervous. You know, I forget my passwords. You know, just look at that as the older generation just gets resigned. But there'll be another, there'll be another realignment. And my hope is that some of those regionalisms will be like baseball, hmm. right? So you have the uh, nationally, uh, the American League East, right? Not everybody can be the Yankees. Not everybody can be the Red Sox. But can Oregon, through its brand, can be, be Toronto? Be, can you be or, the Orioles? Or be the Orioles? Adley right. Rutschman, Beaver, he catcher is, for the Orioles. And he's phenomenal. He's, he's phenomenal. He's phenomenal. I'm, I'm a Birds fan this year for that well, reason. 100%. And they're a good team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that is where this will ultimately – I think it will ultimately even out. Hmm. But right now it feels rushed. It feels gross. It feels like there's no tether to, you know – Tradition. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you this: with how going to politics, all of our institutions are being torn down by the left and the right. And talk about tradition. There's no tradition yeah. anymore. And so, how do we then? Will it will it work itself out? My first love, college football. I hope so. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Um, so I, I went to Washington State. Uh, the game Oregon versus Washington State last mm-hmm. year. Carolyn Rose's junior year. I said it's the last time when she's going to be in school that Oregon's going to play there. Hmm. Phenomenal. Got to see her hammered. Got to, see, <laughs> got to go to the game. It, it was Pullman's super, a great town. You know, and I, am, I was 0-2 in mm-hmm. Pullman. Hmm. And I go, you know, I'm actively worried about this. And so <laughs> so or, Oregon is losing. Oregon's losing. And then all these Kids, I you know, are saying, "What are we going to be ranked?" You know, oh, you know, beating Oregon is so awesome. And I said, "There's six minutes left." <laughs> Oregon scored two consecutive touchdowns, yeah. and I said, "Don't do that." They cooking it is a thing, <laughs> right? What's going to be that? What's going to be that? 
right? And so to give these cougs credit as they were walking out, I'm the old man, right? So mm-hmm. saying, don't do that. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. They said, sir, I'm sorry. Just a whole line of kids. <laughs> it's like, uh, we knew better. But, we but, shouldn't but, attempt but, fate. Yeah. But that kind of thing is not manufactured. It, mm-hmm. it happens over time. My hatred of Ohio State Mm. is frothy <laughs> never and i i i mean washington fans were the worst growing up because mm-hmm. they were going to win um they were mean to oregon fans oregon really didn't have much of a chance back then i only got one winning season the first 10 years i went to oregon games mm-hmm. it was six and four and two mm. and so not very great yeah um but ohio state fans awful <laughs> I mean, you, you're, you're, Buckeye's a nut, and that's pretty. That's pretty. It's a poisonous it's nut. It's quite right? poisonous yeah. nut. Quite literal. And, and they're just a holes. And the best fans, Nebraska. Hmm. I went Nebraska's to the Nebraska. Great. They, their game day. Exp- now it's good that I'm not Oklahoma or or Colorado. They hate Colorado just like I hate Washington. Um. I had never had a better in-game experience. I couldn't go 10 yards without being offered food or beverage. And it was phenomenal. Oregon blew it in mm-hmm. that game. Um, but, you know, those type of rivalries are going to take time to mature. Mm-hmm. And, and it's one of those things where, I mean, you're, you're obviously you're absolutely right. And Can you tell my wife that? we do have a fourth microphone we told her she could get on this show and uh, she'll gonna... take it over <laughs> so the, well that, that's good james and i are we're just winging it we've been winging it for four years now it's, i love it <laughs> well her comment before she left the room I'm, i mean if you want to change topics yeah. was was whether or not sports should be divorced from uh, academics entirely. entirely and uh i was gonna say they they aren't they aren't already. <laughs> I mean, other than just in name, like you said, it's college football in particular is just <clears throat> pro football with a campus. That's it. They, I mean, why not do that with other amateur? I mean, well, I guess probably the part of it is you, you lose your title nine, you lose mm-hmm. um, the money losing sports probably don't continue. Mm-hmm. Um, free, free market doesn't work there. And that's true. and, and yeah. while I'm a father of two daughters, right? And so yeah. having having them have access to athletics is important. It's helped really create who they are. Mm-hmm. And academics and athleticism was promoted in this household. Um, but you're right. If left to a business decision, you're cutting everything but football and men's basketball. Yeah, and even That's some it. of the men's basketball are barely making it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, there is they they air this commercial generally during March Madness, but there's they used to you know show somebody you know a 21 year old swimming competitively and then like sitting at a computer with a pivot table, and then they used <laughs> to show somebody like shooting free throws, and then like measuring something in a petri dish or whatever and the the end of the commercial was 98% of us will go pro in something other than sports accurate and, and i absolutely love that because because it's it's accurate a and b it, it there there is a truth to the element that sports teaches character it teaches leadership it teaches the ability to work with a team it teaches the ability to 
to be able to dig deep and to go beyond yourself and to be mm-hmm. able to be coachable. I, you and I, James, have a very good friend who is, I play hockey with him and he is not coachable. <laughs> he gets out there every Sunday and thinks he's the best player out there despite <laughs> he'll fall and he'll be slow and whatever. And it's just like, you have to, you know, when your boss comes in and tells you something, it's not, you can't just yell and scream and just say, oh, my, you know, I know how to do this better than you do. If, you know, somebody, if you're running for office, if a campaign contributor says, hey man, I, I think you should consider this it's not enough to just oh i i know this but it's like you have to learn to be coachable you have mm-hmm. to learn how to do all these things that sport teaches that you don't get in the classroom yeah it's you know if you know how to take the second derivative of a cosine function that's fantastic and good for you you paid attention to your class there's a lot of skills that college teaches that aren't taught in the classroom and you do need the ability to go through and do that and it it, it is important at the collegiate level now if you want to go pro if you have the ability to go pro god bless you more power to you i just watched hard knocks intermittently this afternoon in the middle of getting vomited on by my son but it's you know you get to see professional athletes and it's like oh look at this we're seeing but there is a a whole slew of element that if you are not taking part of you you have to really search for the ability to to learn for these skills elsewhere and college football is the thing that makes the money that supports all these other things there's a direct correlation between university of oregon's admissions rise and the rise of the brand of Oregon football. Hmm. So I mean that's why presidents are willing to take the blind eye and say, you know, oh, you know, yes, terrible. But they're yeah. getting eyeballs on the University of Oregon where, you know, you have a world class biology department and no one knows. Yeah. Yeah. This is it happens every year. I mentioned March Madness a second ago. It happens every year. I had a cousin who went to um, George Mason in Virginia and she was there in 2000. I think it was 2004 that George Mason made the final four. And there she anecdotally, she told me a story about their applications like multiplied had like this 20x multiplication because people saw them in the final Mm -hmm. four. It happens every single year. Oregon State was in the Elite Eight three or two years that ago, was a, a couple years ago. Good team. That was a sneaky good team. That, mm-hmm. that one was a fun ride to watch. But the applications go up, and all of a sudden, mm-hmm. people who would have never had exposure to going through and doing something like this. Second point is, I I worked for the whatever they call where you give money to your school that uh, development development for university of texas and they they went through and they said we just ha- our numbers were way off all throughout the 80s and then all of a sudden it picked back up and now people give money to the school again did we just have like an un you know school spirity class all throughout the 1980s and somebody looked and was like no the the answer is obvious we didn't have a football program in hmm. the 80s i i mentioned the johnny manzel documentary the uh, it was $742 million the year that the year that he was there, that their athletic program went from a normal amount. It was like 50 or a hundred or something like that million wow. where it's just like all of a sudden all that kind of exposure. And when like you're sniffing a national title in something generally, yes, football, college basketball, there's always going to be when a 60 Mike, I had a cousin who went to UMBC when they beat Virginia, the the 16 seed, the first time beat a one seed in a final four tournament. Same thing happened. All of a sudden university of Maryland, Baltimore County, like I never even knew that was a school, but like, let me go check it out. Let me check out these programs. Whatever. And it's a, it is a real driver of, people who would have never known that that school existed to now say, you know what? I'm a budding biologist. I didn't know that the ducks had this, you know, world-class biology program. Let me throw my hat in the ring. Also one of, I think three volcanology programs in the country 
studying volcanoes. One's in one's in Hawaii, one's in the University of Oregon, and I don't know where the third one is, but I was really one of, hoping one of you three. weren't going star. What's star, that? I was really hoping you weren't going Star Trek. That I was going to say. <laughs> study of Leonard Nimoy. Vulcan, volcanology. Volcanoes. <laughs> studying volcanoes. Live long and go ducks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very, very valid points. That's interesting. Um, I didn't realize the correlation between uh, admissions and – or applications, I guess. And, and So it's it, it's a very real thing. Both the, the level of involvement from alums because you're – I mean – I'm going to be a Steelers fan my entire life. I'm never going to have played for the Steelers. I have four years at the University of Texas that at the, I was there 2006 to 2010. The team was absolutely incredible when I was there. Mm-hmm. And so I will always get very, very excited for this. But anytime something like that happens, it does drive like it's the first domino to tip over in a number, another, a number of another dominoes. And so I, can you ever divorce the athletics from the academics? I, I, no, I, I wish you could say you could, but not without changing the whole thing. Yeah, that's yeah. it's it's baked in in the business model of being a co- and it's you know college isn't what college was fifty years ago. It's you know if you grew up around here, you were a beaver or you were a duck, or if you were right. really really smart, you went to Harvard or MIT or something like that. Yeah, anymore, you know, Southwest flies to all these cities for eighty nine dollars or something like that. If you know, I grew up in. I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I was a Texas Longhorn. Anytime my family wanted to come see me, they could go see me, just pop on down to Austin. Yeah, there you go. What's up? But the the world's getting smaller and people are going to have their eyes open to more of these, you know, a whole bunch more schools, not just what's in your backyard. So there's also a merchandise part of this, right? So, I mean, you talk about yeah. the business side. Right. So I actually went to Oregon. Mm-hmm. and I didn't know. And <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea. I know. Weird. Um, but... You know, it's about building that brand. It's about building, you know, that that says whenever I wear a duck hat and going through an airport, people I'll get a go ducks. Mm -hmm. Right. So I but there's a lot of I would say it's more corollary to Oregon fans and Oregon State fans. I think a lot of Oregon State fans went to Oregon State. They're going to get more eyes on them this year because I think that football team is going to be pretty special. Hmm. And they beat the Ducks. Yes, they did. Oregon lost to Oregon State and Washington. It hurt very deeply. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the, the the big thing is that there's a lot of Oregon fans who are like Husky fans used to be, very arrogant, have never experienced <laughs> a losing season. Right My girls season. growing up, we beat Washington 13 years in a row. And then when we lost to Washington, they cried because they'd never experienced it. And I go, this is the best day. I mean, what's the worst day of my life? It's one of the best days. They physically are crying because we <laughs> lost to the that dogs. Much. Yeah, that's Because the- yeah, we didn't know this could happen. Yeah. Right. We, didn't, we didn't know this could be happening in my life. I'm 23 and 24 against the Huskies. Mm. My first game going to an Oregon-Washington game, Oregon beat them 58 to nothing. Hmm. It was an aberration, right? The next year, Washington beat Oregon 66 to nothing. Hmm. And that was that's the greatest disparity between one year and another in college football history. Hmm. There's a little fact. There, look at that. I want well, something today. Guys, yeah. we are getting pretty close to the end of this. Um, parting thought, um, what can we do to make the situation better? What would you do if you were – in charge of the whole the whole shebang, I, I also have a question. Uh, when, when it gets past the first couple of years of the twelve, uh, the super 12 conferences, team, well, the twelve team playoff, 
my hope is that there's a reassessment and realignment of the leagues. If I was just say, you know, I'd put someone like uh, Connie Rice, Connie Rice in charge and say, mm. fix this. Right. Mm. So then you could have what would make more sense for the mission of college football and collegiate sports in general. So that's when you would realign. So Texas, you would be with the Pacific States and it gets rejiggered that way. So it's more like the NFL conferences hmm. or baseball, mm -hmm. uh, you know, divisions. So that's, that's what I would do in a perfect world and re rekindle, um, you know, that real rivalry with, with your, um, region. So, yeah. I mean, I, I'm actually, as I said at the very beginning, and I want to get to your question next, I'm sick to my stomach over the loss of Oregon state and Washington state. Hmm. Um, and that's easy for me to say since we've been on a real big hot streak uh, <laughs> as a football team um, but growing up with that how it mattered I, I can feel their betrayal I can feel their anger and it's legitimate mm -hmm. um, but I hope that cooler heads in a few years can prevail and we get realigned fingers crossed we will see. So I we we traditionally end our episodes by asking the guest who their favorite Republican is. You've been on the show before and you've answered that question. Yeah. If you if you did not go to the University of Oregon at age eighteen, you said we don't like Ohio State. You said Nebraska are the the best fans that you've been to. What school would you have liked to go to to experience that four years? Based on the football, based on the academics, based on you know their geographical location. If you pick anywhere in the country. And now, and I'll, I'll vamp for a second yeah. while you think, just yeah. because I normally we question. have a, we warn that just as a, you know, see how the sausage is right. made here. We normally warn the guest, Hey, by the way, we're going to end the episode by asking who your yeah. favorite Republican is. So they have a little bit of time to think about. I'm just putting you on the spot on this no, one. No, right I'm going to answer that and then give you, I, I thought you were going to ask me who am I, who's on my Mount Rushmore of Oregon <laughs> players, which maybe that's a teaser. <laughs> maybe that's a teaser for next time. Uh -huh. uh, but if I had, if I had to, if I had to do it, I, I probably, um, something like Ole Miss, mm -hmm. um, you know, Texas actually is, is one, something that really envelops you and makes you, it really kind of captures you into that whole lifestyle. I'm not a Southern Guy, so mm -hmm. I so the I immediately went with what am I not familiar with? Okay, and where could I get? Plus, Ole Miss coeds are smoking. <laughs> <laughs> so I would You're have been driven. Wrong. I would have been driven by other priorities. <laughs> uh, but I, I think in the in the end, um, you know, the pack. If I had to pick another Pac twelve school, um, I love what's going on at Washington State. Okay. I mean, I, I could have been – I was thinking about going to Oregon State. And because my best friend is at Oregon State, I said, we could finally go to school again together. And my dad says, the only reason that you're going is because of him. And I said, pretty much. Oh, yeah. And he goes, ah, that's, <laughs> not a good, that's not a good reason. Not a good I mean, yeah. you're still only 40 miles away. But if you're looking for – I mean, I can tell you that because Pullman's so remote, mm -hmm. there's something special going on out there. 
So hmm. it, it's funny that you say that because I the, the two schools that it boiled down to for me was University of Texas, which is which is where I went, and I loved and I'm a Longhorn and it's great, but it is in a major metropolitan city, and it's even more major now than when I was there 15 years, almost 20 years ago now. But so <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, and time flies when you're having fun. Uh, we're getting spit up on by babies, which uh, James and I, we are both now doing that. Yeah. But I, but my dad went to Penn State, and that was one of the things. I, I love Penn State. It's an incredible atmosphere. It's a wonderful, you know, food, culture, campus, everything, you know, beautiful, four seasons, all that kind of stuff. That was the the main difference for me was that it's not – it. It's not part of a metropolitan area. So, like, you can't get sucked into something else. Like, I, I did a lot of state politics stuff when I was in Austin because I was in the state capital. Mm-hmm. And I, I also happen to be a Longhorn. But I also – I worked for the governor for a period of time, worked in various think tanks, whatever. And it's – I would have liked to go somewhere where you're not – you don't have that opportunity. Like, the entire city survives because this is a college town. And the one that – as I, I would love to say Corvallis, I'd love to say Oregon State. The one that came up to me was Pullman, was Washington State. And it's hmm. like, that would just be a really fun experience. Get somebody like Garter Minshew be your quarterback. Like, what a fun time those guys must have had rooting for him at those games. Like, that one – that would just be just – uh, that's just a mile a minute. That's just fun. Jeff, I'm surprised you didn't say Rutgers. I thought that was going to be your, your go-to. You seemed like such a fan. I panicked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I th- guys, I think we're over time. So with that, we will call it. And listeners, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Rational Republican Podcast. Your hosts are James Ball and Nick Perlosky. The show today is brought to you by ProLift Garage Doors of Portland, serving the greater Portland metro area for all your garage door installation and repair needs. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email us at james at jamesaball.com or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can find our episodes at jamesaball.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you find your podcasts.